This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is sponsored by Jake Paluski at Real JP Multimedia. He does the music for this podcast. He has produced this podcast. If you need anything audiovisual done, he is the man to see at realjp.com, R-E-E-L-J-P.com. You may have noticed my brand new logo. It was designed and created by Melanie at Cuttlefish Graphics. I was looking to rebrand my podcast, and Cuttlefish Graphics made the process so easy. The finished look of the logo and the professional files I received were amazing. On top of logos, Cuttlefish Graphics offers professional branding and websites. I could not be happier with the job that they did. To start your next project, email Melanie at CuttlefishGraphics.com. Mention you heard this ad on the Nerdball Podcast and receive a $50 discount on a new logo design. That's CuttlefishGraphics.com. C-U-T-T-L-E, FishGraphics.com. Let's start the show. Hello, I'm a regional comedian, Dave Crumbly, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. This is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Perfect, man. Dave, it's been forever. I feel like I haven't seen you in so long. It has been a little bit. We had we had a, a Canadian uh, virus. Yeah. Uh, Afflict <laughs> the world, but we're over it. Yeah. We said uh, no more maple syrup. <laughs> we said no more poutine, no more hockey. We pushed him out of here, and uh, we're all good now. We're making we're our all, way. We're getting vaxxed. I get my second on Wednesday. Oh, nice. I get mine second on the 15th. Hell yeah. yeah. And then uh, it, it's over, and we can all get back to our, our horrible lives. <laughs> I'm excited about it. <laughs> so, uh, what? Because we met in doing comedy. Oh yeah, uh, and that's that's really when I would see you. So, what? When everything got shut down, what did you turn to? Really? Uh, d- uh, d- uh in the past, uh, sadness and strife had led me uh, toward <laughs> eating. Right? Yes. Uh, but this time, I was like, okay, I'm going to take that mental illness, flip it, and get really into not eating. Yeah, right? yeah, because you lost what over a hundred pounds. I went from three seventeen October twenty nineteen to yeah. two twenty two. I think I'm at right now, so okay. almost a hundo in a what a year and a half, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So explain explain your you're saying you you flipped it into not eating as yeah. opposed to eating. How mm-hmm. how and why did you want to do that? Uh, because it's like, well, damn, I'm gonna be like, uh, like middle aged soon, man. Yeah, I'm pushing thirty five, and it's like, all right, if I'm gonna get handsome. <laughs> you really don't have many years left yeah. in your prime handsome years. It's like, all right, for the first time ever, I'm making the conscious decision to become handsome. And the way you do that is uh, one meal a day. Okay. You just, you don't eat until after work. <laughs> then you, you just pound in waters all day. Yeah. You have one giant meal and then you immediately lay perfectly still and go to sleep. <laughs> And then wake up and not eat for another twelve hours. It's 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 wonderful. Was that something you did every day, or that, was it? That's 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 uh, that's pretty much every day for yeah. me. It's just like I, uh, I I savor that one meal, that yeah. one amazing that that fifteen minutes that <laughs> the where the, fi- the fireworks go off in my in my head. The sky opens up a little bit. Yeah, the world gets a little prettier, and then and then and then you're back to the now pounding waters, pounding coffee. Now is the fact that you. Oh, Besides the one to lose weight, is it also because the one meal because you're poor? No, dude. No, no, f- dude, f- EBT <laughs> takes care of that. Oh, okay. All right, Donald all right. Trump and Joe Biden have taken very good care of me over the past <laughs> few years. Let me tell you, I love I love when you get the letters in the mail from EBT because they'll send these these letters and they're like it's official government document. It's like 15 pages. It's yeah. 
it always seems like you're in trouble. And then it's like, do you do you agree with our with our movement on your case? And then you read the letter. It's you, you've been given thirty more dollars a month. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't disagree. Yeah, that's well, fine. Yeah. That's you know. Has this, there anybody in history been like, no, I disagree. Give me less. Money. I'm actually not that hungry this month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine, dude. Keep it. I'm impounding water. Man, the water is just what's what's keeping all that fluoride though. I you heard gotta it, do, uh, yeah. it's bad for you though. Ooh, yeah. According to when I watched King Kong and Godzilla, yeah. they, they said it's bad for you. Yeah, man. They, may, it, it's possible that my body is healthier, but my brain is <laughs> just pudding. <laughs> that could be the case. On top of the vaccine, Ooh, the, yeah, government, uh, the government for sure is tracking you. Yeah, indeed. Uh, uh, you know that that that's why I'm I, I voted for uh, Hillary Clinton oh. uh, in November. So. <laughs> 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 oh, Dave, I missed you, man. I missed you, you too, man. I missed everybody. Yeah, it, yeah. it's. It, I was just talking to my wife last night, and how I got into comedy, and I made a bunch of friends right away because the community around here is just around here and in Michigan. It's just, it's so welcoming. Yeah, like I didn't know when I first started, didn't know what I was getting into, and then. Like it made it real easy when people were like, "Hey, I have a, an open mic, you know, come check this out." And and that might just be people saying, "Hey, I need people at my open mic," but it's also like, "Hey, you're cool, come check it out." We you don't know? have enough people to really be rude. Okay. Like when I go to New York or Chicago, like big markets, there are people who at these mics just openly do not like each other. Yeah. That openly get into fights about you stole my joke or you did this or what you you said some bullshit on Facebook. We just don't have that critical mass. To where you can really have beef, yeah. Because you're gonna see, you're gonna see that person too often. You're gonna the, the, <laughs> you're the, run to at the grocery store. Yeah, the world is too small here. Yeah. to to get that to get that heated with people. So yeah, people are generally a little, little more welcoming, a <laughs> little more friendly, a <laughs> little more patient here. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that that's uh, <laughs> that helps. How'd you? How and, and why did you start comedy? Uh, to, uh, everybody always said, day, you know, whatever job, whatever, just you're hanging so out people. You're the funny guy. You should do stand up. <laughs> blah, blah. And, uh, 2016 spring of 2016, I was okay. working for Bernie Sanders and, uh, we were losing States. It was like, this was getting ugly. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you got to find something else to do yeah. with this time. And it's like, well, either, you know, your, your next Bernie guy, there's, there's, there's two paths, right? You either start going to open mic or you burn down a Wendy's, okay. you know? And listen, I respect the people who burn down Wendy's, right? <laughs> they had it coming, you know, they they got rid of fat Wendy, they brought in the hot Wendy, <laughs> and, you know, I like, I like fat girls, so I'm mad about that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it's like, I got to find something to do, and I, I just started showing up to open mic, and uh, Mike Zars open mic. Yep. Downtown Toledo, he was our best comic. He is now uh, one of the best comics in New York City. Mike, super funny guy. Was that and the one at the hookah bar? Hookah bar. Yeah. Suck it. Suck it hookah. Yeah. I it's remember. weird how not a lot of women came to a place called Suck It Hookah. <laughs> right? <It was> strange. <laughs> weird that place didn't last. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we would just hang out at that hookah bar every week mm-hmm. to open mic. I would get to watch Mike and Reese Leonard and uh, Adam Gilbert, all the great comics that would drop in. And it's like this hookah bar had so much talent run through it. Yeah. It's incredible how these weird little places. How, you know, just to, you know, just there's there's magic there sometimes, yeah. and that that's where I started, and it, it was it, great. You know, being in in the scene too, it's cool to see, like you said, Mike's at New York, in New York, and Reese moved to Chicago, I believe. Yeah. Um, and to see these guys guys go other places, and then you think like, man, where where are we we're losing these? Are we getting more? And it does seem like 
little by little, there's other people that are trying it out, you know? Yeah, that's the thing is, like, uh, you know, I I started, and a guy like Mike moves away. And I had a, I had a mentality that was just a wrong mentality then. I was like, well, okay, I love Mike. Mike is, is leaving. But if Mike leaves, that kind of opens a spot, and maybe I move up a little bit. Mm. But that's not how the world works. Yeah. By losing Mike, it just makes everything worse. Yeah. It, it brings down the quality of every show. It yeah. makes when I book shows, it's harder because you have one you know you're trying to build a house without a hammer okay so it's like okay we got to go to the store and buy a new hammer and that's all you know it's 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 hard to replace like really like premium talent like that mm-hmm. but yeah i've gotten a lot of people reaching out to me about when shows are coming back and how do yeah. you get started so i think when things fully open up which seems like we're very close to uh you know but but from my uh talks with with bar owners and when they kind of see stuff coming back uh, I think we're going to have a whole new crop of people yeah. raring to go and uh, ready to get this thing, uh, you know, hitting yeah. uh, feet first. You know, it, it's it's uh, it's cool to see those, like I said, those guys move off. But then sometimes it's a bummer to see guys you, you enjoy that they just, they don't have time to do it anymore, which I respect too because people, like like one one guy I really liked was Anthony Martinez. Yes. And and he just, he started going to school, got a job, has a kid now, you know. So. Anthony, like, like I made the decision to become handsome. Anthony Martinez made the decision to become a functional adult. <laughs> I got a hot wife. I'm going to get a real job. I'm going to have kids with the hot wife. Yeah. I got a beautiful family. He always seems very happy on social media. Yeah. Anthony clearly made the right decision. He's got a great life, and he's a really nice guy. Yeah. And he was good at stand-up, but yeah. he, he found stuff that was more important to him, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's always there. And, and I, I'm, I've talked to Leslie Battle before. And how she said, because I told her, I was like, it's hard with kids. And she goes, if you can't do it, don't do it. I didn't start until after my kids were grown. You know, it, it's always going to be there. And and wherever you're at, you can find something to to go tell jokes into a microphone in front of a, a person somewhere, you know? Yeah. You know, even if you're not, uh, okay, I'm not, I can't be in the scene right now. I'm not trying to get uh, 15 minutes in Battle Creek, Michigan. Mm-hmm. You can still show up at open mic, you know, once every couple of weeks and have a fun time. And yes. there's different levels to this, different levels of commitment. And that's fine. Yeah. You know, not everybody has to strive to be a professional comedian yeah. as their end goal to be valuable to their local stand-up scene. What, and it's what, the same for music or anything. I'm yeah. Sure. That's how I did it too, is I couldn't, I was so busy, but I really enjoyed it, and it was fun. And I'd show up at a mic once a month or, or twice a month just to, to tell some jokes that I wrote down and see what happens. And every once in a while, someone would be like, "Hey, I got this show. You want to come on this show?" You know, it, it was to to be paid to do a show is nice to, for validation, um, but it's not necessary all the time. Now, obviously, if you're striving for that, that's what you're trying to do, and it was cool to get paid for the few shows. But because I did it so little, I never felt like. Why that? Why that person get a show over me? Well, mm. that person does open mics four times a week, you know. So I just felt like I'm doing this for me. It's fun. I get to see my friends, and uh, and then I'll just go back. I got you know. I got. I never hung out at Suck at Hookah because I had to be up at six o'clock in the morning the next day for work. So yeah, you know, it, yeah. it's just that there's just different balances, and like you said, there's different ways to do it. Yeah, there, there's 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 a million different you know, and and honestly, I'm kind of I'm jealous of the people who just show up to Grumpy Dave's. And uh, that that is uh, uh, the uh, Grumpy Dave show. It's Tuesday nights Bowling Green. It's back this Tuesday, actually. Uh, yeah. it, that is the best show in the region, maybe the best show in the country. It's an electric stand-up comedy show. But I, I'm I'm very jealous of the people who they they just go there once a week, get drunk, go on stage, and it's like karaoke for them. Oh yeah, that's just the thing. <laughs> 
They just <laughs> they have their fun. They have their five minutes. There's yeah. no nerves. There's no pressure. It's not building to anything. Mm-hmm. They're not running a set to try to get a tape to send to some booker. Yeah, it's just pure fun. But that's a good. I've never heard that. It's a good analogy of just being karaoke. Just karaoke. Just get up there. It's it's five minutes. Yeah, just like a song. Yeah, yeah. it's it and it is. For there's a lot of people. It's like, man, I could never do that, and and maybe you couldn't. You know, maybe some people can't. But for me, it was once I did it one time. I'm like, man, this is fun. And everyone says it all the time. Like once once one of your jokes gets laughed at, it's like, oh man. The first time you get noise from an audience, yeah. is like, whoa, that's <laughs> something I've never experienced before. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. It, because it is a different feeling, and not everyone feels it. It's it's different that. There's a big difference between going up in front of strangers and going up in front of your family, right? Oh yeah, yeah, and and it's uh, it's something I'll I'll never forget, and eventually I'll go back to it. You know, I know enough people like you, and and uh, I know Keith was running the room. I don't know if he's going to come back and do that, but there's enough people where I'm I I can say, hey, do you mind go if I go up or whatever? You know, it, it makes it easy knowing people, and I know in, in my back pocket if I ever wanted to tell some jokes once a year, I could go to an open mic somewhere. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, it's always there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But speaking of your mic, you has that started or is, or because I've seen promos. I don't know if I can't remember if it started or you're just promoing for the first show. Yeah, um, my uh, my showcase at the Beer Stube that mm-hmm. has been we've been back since like last August. Oh, you have. Yeah, in uh, in uh, increasingly open format. Okay. You know, it gets gets a little bigger every month. Okay. Uh, first Monday of every month. Uh, when is this published? When does this go up? This will go up tomorrow. This will go up tomorrow. Then if you're listening today, which should be uh, Monday. Monday the 5th. Uh, yeah, uh, our Women's Showcase is uh, is over at the Beer okay. Stoop tonight. 8 o'clock, free show. Some of the funniest women in all of the state of Michigan. And uh, we're back the first Monday of every single month with a brand new lineup of uh, some of my funniest friends in all of Ohio, Michigan, Indiana. We've had people from Atlanta. We've had people wow. in from North Carolina. If... Uh, now, I'm not flying people in from North Carolina, <laughs> they're but <dirt. laughs> they're booked somewhere else. We get yeah. them in the middle, and we've gotten really funny comics out yeah. there, and it, it's, it's always a really good lineup. How, how has it been running your own show? Do you like it? Do you enjoy it? I love it. Yeah. Uh, when you start, it's just like uh, the um, – I, I would sweat so badly. You've seen me sweat. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would sweat so badly that the sweat would start pooling. So <laughs> whatever surface I'm on top of – Gets so saturated that you can hear it plop, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm I can't hold that. I'm like tripping over the cables. It, it was a mess, right? Yeah. But uh, I've been doing it for like three years now, running shows over there, and uh, I love I like the process of putting together lineups. Oh, and, I love that too. Yeah, do you know what makes sense? Where do they go? I put uh, probably too much thought into that. <laughs> And how the show flows. Yeah. I don't think anyone notices or cares, but I notice and care. Well, if it makes you feel good. It yeah. does. It's yeah. like, okay, it's, you know, you know, it's like, uh, woman, black guy, fat white, fat white guy in hoodie, 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 charismatic black guy, closer, woman. Closer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. That, that was one of my favorite parts when I, the short lived show that I ran with my brother-in-law and, and my wife and my sister-in-law helped too. Um, why can't I think of that? My sister worked at that bar and I can't even think of what it was called. Uh, Blarney? No. It was over there. It was... God, Something what was Irish. It? What, what the what? hell was it? I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> the Out of Business Saloon. It is. It is. It was next to a, a restaurant with uh, a weird name as well that I don't know what... 
what it's called. Anyway, it was it was um, fun to not only say, "Hey, you want to come on my show," but also pay pay my friends to do comedy because it's it, it's always fun to to show them appreciation. Like, here, can you run this show for me? Be be the uh, closer or be the um, MC. Here's some money. It's it's cool to to let you know to for them to and and if they even if they didn't get paid, I know they would do it anyway. But it's just an extra perk I like doing. It, and it's nice to have something to offer people. Yes. Because for so long, you're like, hey, can I get up with that? Hey, can you put in a good word? Hey, can blah, 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 blah. But, but I actually have something to be like, here's something for you. Yes. Would you like to come do this? Yeah. Here's some money. Here's the stage time. You know, little um, uh, um, synchronicity, simpatico. I'm looking for a word, and, and, I'm, not, and I'm not getting it. <laughs> That's right. But, uh, the theme friend, of this episode. Friendship. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it makes it so when I book... Or when we book somebody for a paid gig, then it's like, hey, um, afterward, then it's like, oh, this was a cool show. Thanks. I'll tell I'll tell my friends about it. You know, because the the word of mouth is is what helps with that too. Yeah, like, it's yeah. really cool when somebody contacts you and it's like, hey, you yes. know, Paul Pepitoni told me that your show is super cool. Yes. You know, I I want to do it sometime. Yeah. That feels good. Yeah. Yeah, because then you feel like you're doing. Something good, yeah, you know, yeah, for everyone. It's very cool. Are there kids at the door? Do they keep popping by? Uh, a little <laughs> earlier, I was getting some faces at me, but I'm such a pro that uh, I scared them off. They uh, wait. Are you are you a pro creeper or what are you a pro at? Um, to I'm scare a them pr- off? Pr- pr- professional professional pedophile. Okay. <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. No, they they always like to. Uh, they always like to peek, peek. They're very interested. And my kids, every once in a while, they'll show up on the end of the podcast too. Mm-hmm. I'll interview them or talk to them about whatever stupid little kid things they do you know especially when i'm here because sometimes that sounds like a good segment that sounds way better than this (laughs) a lot of people what's your hot take on peanut butter and jelly go (laughs) well i always my daughter well my my daughter can't have enough cameras on her she wants every camera ever yeah and my son's opposite so every once in a while when we're lucky he'll come on and talk Mm. that sounds like every little girl and boy situation (laughs) (laughs) yes i would well i was like that up until probably i was 15 so shy never talked to anybody and at some point, it totally flipped. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of like that off stage. Okay, like um, not all the time. Like in stand up, I've gotten comfortable enough to where I like I like bantering people off stage, and I consider most people my friends. Yes, but just like uh, like putting you put me in Chipotle and you take away that mobile app, <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta go to the counter and be like double tortilla beans. Like that is so much scarier to me yeah. than going on stage. <laughs> With my material in front of, uh, you know, a hundred people or yeah. whoever was there that night. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those little interactions are terrifying to me because I don't control them. I could talk, to, you know, for, for too long. I could talk over people. I could be rude. Yeah. In general conversation, but on stage, I know what the rules are. Okay. I know the order. Mm-hmm. I know when it's my turn to talk. If somebody else talks, they're the ones being rude. <laughs> I like... It's a, you, you win. I like that it's regimented. Yes, yes. What if you had a microphone in your ordering from Chipotle? Uh, that's actually a bit that I'm working on. Where oh. like uh, I can't. Uh, where it's like um, you know, it's like I'm 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 worthless without my amp. I, I take the microphone to the Burger King. <laughs> go up and I'm like, yeah, it's good to be here. I'd like a number seven. <laughs> Just whatever you know makes makes you feel comfortable. Yeah, it's yeah, your security yeah. blanket. Mm-hmm. That's what's going through the notebook right now. Okay. How how, uh, how many notebooks? Does Dave Crumbly have currently? Oh Christ! And it's and it, and it's is the number a lot because you lose them? Uh, I actually uh, I have like I, I lose like little like strips of I have like napkins mm-hmm. and 
little doodles and stuff. And I, I lose those all the time, but my notebooks, probably like four or five of the five star spiral yeah. notebooks just yeah. filled very little of it good. Yes, always. Very. That's the amazing part about this is I'm five years in and I probably have 30 good minutes. Yeah. And you tell that to veteran comics and they're like, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's like, what, five years <laughs> has produced 30 minutes of workable current content. Uh, that's not some joke about a news story from, you know, yeah. five years ago or something. That's what I was going to ask you too because uh, w- when I was when I was heavy into it, I had uh, a good 20, but a lot of it, my kids were little. So it was about like little kid stuff, you know? And I was thinking, thinking about it uh, when I asked you to come on. I was just thinking about my old jokes and stuff. Like, oh man, I, I, I couldn't tell any of those. And they were so, they were so funny to me. And it was funny to me because they're my children. But when I could, when I got in a crowd in front of parents, that's where, obviously that's where it hit, yeah. you know, close to home with them. But I, I was thinking, I was like, if I were to go on tomorrow, could I use these and 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 say and and just say just pretend my kids are still little? Oh, you know absolutely! I mean? <laughs> like for you, at least they don't know the truth. For me, most of my stuff was oh, I'm a big fat guy and I'm at Burger King and I'm <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm sweaty and I'm fat and guy. So like most of my old stuff is just like out the window, died it away. Yeah, which is kind of like it's kind of nice though because yeah. um you feel like you you you're writing about life more. You're actually, you know, your your own your uh, your um, your own emotions, your vulnerability, yeah. instead of just the most base, low hanging fruit, which is what I look like. I'm a slob, okay, and that's the whole act, you yeah. know. So I think that uh, I think my I don't know. I think my stuff's a little smarter now. You becoming handsome has, be. has changed your brain. Yeah. It has, it has, and yeah. it makes you. I don't know. You're kind of you. You have uh, different interactions with people. Okay, you have more interactions with people because they're not immediately disgusted by you. <laughs> Just little that things. That makes sense, yeah. Like, have you ever been, like, a, a big fat guy? Sure. Your biggest. What's 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 the most you weigh? The most I ever weighed was 298. 298. How tall are you? 6'2". Okay, yeah. yeah so that's, that's, that's pretty big. Yeah. But, but do you see the difference in the way you were treated at almost... Th- just little things, like, you're in line at the... At the at the meat counter at the grocery store, there's like a little line extra of dialogue from the girl behind the counter. <laughs> there's like, "How was your weekend?" There's there's just that little bit of there's a joke or something. Yeah, I, you're just oh. not treated like a vending machine anymore. <laughs> Everything's the, more complicated. Or the people that haven't seen you in a while, their first comment is, "You look good." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, you're not dead. Holy, <laughs> I assumed the way you were going. Just, I assumed you, you would be on a crane by now. <laughs> But you figured it out. <laughs> um, yes, that you know. It, and how do you write your stuff? Because I know for me, I when I wrote in my notebook, I had to write every word I was going to say. And some people can just write like a line and then riff on that or whatever. But I always had to write out every every a the everything. For me, it's all keywords. Okay, like I, I have a million piece of papers in these notebooks that say gout. Mm-hmm cheated on ice cream cake yeah like i just have and now that i go back and i look at that stuff i have no idea what any of it means yeah. <laughs> and it's like what the hell was monkey refrigerator like what <laughs> and then i have to go back and listen to old sets in my phone because i i record every time i'm on stage yeah. in my in my notes and to kind of find like oh that's what that was okay mm. that makes sense now and I can connect the dots a yeah. little bit and then it's in my head again. I would I would do that uh, when I would record myself. I would in, 
for the note on my phone, it'd be all the all the bits I did, um, just so I know what's in there without having to listen to it. But I I just can't like write a word down. Like it, it'd be too much for me to to try to remember. Like you said, you know, try to remember exactly what this means. Yeah. Know? Why Why did I spell out Why did I spell out murder with dashes in between each letter? You know, like <laughs> yes. Like I don't I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, I I know that ellipsis meant something powerful when I put it down. <laughs> But now I'm completely screwed. The best thing is when you're on stage and you're doing your bit and something new pops in your brain as you're doing it and you, and you know you're recording it. You're like, oh, that's definitely going in again because it, it works so well. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm not that good at that. It was something I had to work at as I was doing more and more or even just talking in general or give, when I coach, like giving, giving speeches, like I had to write every word. And But I'm getting so much better at um, listening as I'm talking, listening to what I'm saying, as opposed to just saying words and then coming up with new things. But when I, when it comes up with something new and it hits and you know, you recorded it like, man, I'm going to get to use that again. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. Cause it, it, it feels like a freebie. Yes. I, yeah. I didn't have to write this. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good, yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. That's good. It's a bonus. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, so I do want to hit you with a hard hitting question. What are your thoughts on the outrageous outrageous demand for pokemon cards i think it rules i think the new economy is the coolest thing in the world right i have no idea how any of this works but uh i i wheel around a uh, a pallet of toilets at work for 10 hours a day at a warehouse i, I wheel just pets just, just toilets and urinals and i'm getting pipes for people all day and uh i i just get i, I just get notifications on my phone it's like dave you have more money now <laughs> And then I use that money to buy more cryptocurrency. Okay. <laughs> and uh, NFT. And uh, I, I haven't really gotten heavy into the collectibles outside of when I was doing a work from home. Mm-hmm. I would just go to Target and just like, if they have some baseball cards, I'm going to get them and put them on eBay. Oh, okay. I, I did that a little bit. You sold but, stuff on eBay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in terms of just like opening up, like really getting hardcore into seeking out rare collectibles and dealing, I've yeah. never really been on that side of it what about as a kid did you get into any collecting of stuff as a child um because hmm. i know when i was little i did I had a lot of sports cards i did pokemon cards when in like early I late liked, 90s i know. liked having stuff yeah. but i was never like i had like wrestling action figures and stuff but i was never like i need the whole set of wrestling action figures like okay, okay. i got razor ramon and the one two three kid and stone cold <laughs> i got the people that i like yes but i didn't need everything it was the same way with like pokemon or okay. baseball or whatever well yeah. uh we my son and i and well i took my daughter too we so a lot of stores they're only selling Pokemon cards and sports cards at a particular day at a particular time because they're so in high demand. They want to give people a chance, you know. They put the limit on there and everything. So we stood in line. I took a nine and a six-year-old. We stood in line waiting for cards for 50 minutes. And luckily, the card um, where they were selling the cards is by the toys. So they would run off, look at toys, and come back. But um, as they were run- looking around, my son comes back, and fi- he found a pack just sitting on a shelf. And he was so excited. And then another kid finds another pack, and, and the kid's because like I don't want Pokemon cards. I'm here for sports cards, but I'll show you. There was a bunch of them that somebody had hidden. Huge uh, elite trainer box. It's fifty bucks, right? He, they found one of those. They're finding all this stuff on the shelf. I'm like, what is that? We can never find anything. I'm thinking some employee like hid hid these things before they went on sale. So oh, for sure. Later, I mean, if, if I'm at Target making nine dollars an hour, or however much people at Target make, yeah. I am for sure 
scalping and stealing. Yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you. When I when I when I when I put in my time at Kroger, I was scalping Snickers. <laughs> you found those stuffed animals, rare stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and you were so fat, you could just put them on your shirt. No one ever know the difference. I was I was having teddy bears under rolls. <laughs> Rolls under teddy bears. It was a disaster. It, uh, there was a nightmare going on under that smock. <laughs> uh, it, it was fun for, for my son to actually get. We haven't bought Pokemon cards in forever because we can never find them. But it was fun to open them. He gets super excited. And um, and it's cool to like relive that stuff with him because I did that as a kid. And and it's it's fun to pass some, some sort of nerd nerd thing. Does he anyway. does he care about like the old Pokemon or is he more into like uh what's current? He does a Snorlax have any value to him? Um he he knows what's valuable based on like there's like hollow the hollow cards and rainbow rares and all these different things. So when one of those pops up, he knows it's valuable. But for him, he just likes cards. And actually it makes it easy for us because he's trying to collect basically literally collect them all so every card every evolution of that card and he's trying to collect them all so i belong in this group this facebook group a pokemon facebook group and people are always trying to give away their bulk cards because all they want is their chase cards right so it makes it easy for us because he wants what people don't want yeah. so he just wants cards he has a boatload of them cool. and we have we put them in binders we put them in different orders and stuff so so he doesn't really care about he just knows the, what the special cards are and we put them in little sleeves and separate them from the other ones one by one he is he is, he is slowly accruing uh Hoenn domination yeah the Kanto domination. Yes, yes, and and he likes it, you know, mm-hmm. and and with the 25th anniversary this year, of Pokemon, it's becoming it's that's what helps the hugeness of it. Doesn't that you know? make you just feel so old? <laughs> the 25. I started watching the TV show in 1998, 1999. I, I was talking to a a 23 year old girl the other night, yeah, and uh, because I'm handsome now, yeah, you definitely. can do that kind of stuff, yeah. And I somehow Pokemon came up, and I swear to God, it wasn't me who brought it up. Because <laughs> let me tell you, I am autistic, but I know better than that. Okay, even uh, I know better than that. <laughs> and I I use the phrase I remember when Pokemon was new. Yeah. And her brain just kind of <laughs> shut down for a second. You just look at her. It's like, it's, yeah, this is it's older than you are. It's, it's literally older. Yeah, it changed your. Your handsomeness factor went down a little bit, I think. Yeah, it probably didn't. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but yeah, so so we're collecting all the they have like these giant cards too of twenty fifth anniversary. So it's it's a lot of fun here in the Melcher household. Pokemon. My daughter gets into it a little bit. She did buy a Lego Friends set, which putting together Legos with a six year old, um, I did not do it. My wife did, <laughs> and it's sometimes can be very difficult. That sounds like that would take a, a great deal of patience. Um, sh- yes, it does. My wife's a saint, and. For this set, my daughter was pretty good. It's pretty good. So uh, it could have been a lot worse. But Are, does is, is she you know like the those big giant elaborate uh, so that's, sets? So that's the one we bought. Um, so when I've got my son's Pokemon cards, I, I wanted I bought her something too. So it was a big huge set. It was like a a house. It was about it's probably as big as this computer screen right here. Um, not huge. Um, but a lot of pieces, a lot of like flowers and oh, yeah. dishes, Oof. and they even put they even 
built-in, uh, there's a couch, and there's a little Lego that looks like a nickel, and you put it in the couch. <laughs> so all these little crazy things. But they did it. They completed it this morning. My wife ate breakfast afterward and took a nap. So <laughs> I'm out for the day. That's what happens, man. It's it's a lot of work with those with those kids. Mm-hmm. And and they're and it's it's they were up. They were so excited for Easter. They were up at 4:30 this morning. And we had to tell them. My wife went in there like, guys, it's five o'clock. We need to be in here for at least an hour. We got to sleep, you know. And they just were chatting with each other because they they wanted to sleep in in the same room. And it was, yeah, up early. (laughs) So I'm dreading the evening with my daughter. She's going to be a nightmare. I remember like waking up early for Christmas. I was never like 5 a.m. Oh, let's get Easter going. It's it's because they know the Easter bunny's coming. So, you know, they were ready for it. It would be it, exciting. You know? Yes, it? yeah. I just, I told my wife, I go, man, I didn't think I'd rise before Jesus today. So, like, if you, you thought know. that a giant literal bunny was coming to your house to bring <laughs> you stuff, that would be, that would be incredibly exciting. You're yeah. right. Yeah. And, well, last year, uh, it was the, the, first hit of, you know, the COVID. I'm going to start hard, drinking right? glue. So I just think, like, <laughs> Easter, bunnies, <laughs> Easter bunny, Santa. <laughs> last year, the, there was an Easter bunny walking around a neighborhood and high fiving kids and stuff. <sighs> Incredible. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it to see a child's brain how how you think it works and it just little things make them so happy. It's it's like man, I want to I want to get back to that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> because they, they can do all this stuff because they have no shame. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try all this stuff because I'm ha- I'm going to dance, I'm going to sing as loud as I can. I'm going to do all this stuff because I have no shame and and as when you get to be an adult you don't do as much stuff because you're afraid of some, what somebody might think, you know? And hopefully you overcome that stuff. Like, you go on stage and you bomb or something, then you're like, get out of here. I'm good. You yeah, know? I mean, that's, that's, that's why I do stand-up. It's all man-children. Yeah. Trying, <laughs> trying to get it back. Yeah, yeah. It's some sense of look at me, look at me, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Big Daddy Graphics. Big Daddy Graphics is the only full-time, full-service Perrysburg spirit wear store in Perrysburg. They have two full-time graphic artists on staff to assist customers in creating eye-catching designs and full catalogs from the leading makers of quality garments, including Under Armour, Nike, Adidas, Holloway, Badger, among other top brand manufacturers. Big Daddy Graphics offers screen printing and embroidery for anyone from the sports world to the corporate one. They also offer promotional products emblazoned with logos. They can put your logo on nearly 1 million different types of promotional products, from coffee cups to golf tees, key fobs to lanyards, and hundreds of thousands of other products. So whether you live your life on the field or in the office, Big Daddy Graphics has you covered. To get started on your design, visit BigDaddy-Graphics.com. Uh, you were talking about your job and before the podcast started. You said you got a new job. What are you doing? I uh, I work at a at a warehouse in Perrysburg actually. Oh, nice! And uh, yeah, it's 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 a huge plumbing warehouse, very successful place. And uh, yeah, they uh, they send out orders on a gun, and they say, hey, we need uh, we need a bunch of pipes, we need a urinal, <laughs> we need this, we need that. Put it in a cart, wrap yeah. it up, put it in a box, take it to the front. I never really thought about the concept of like somebody buying a pipe before. Really? Because I just move into apartments. <laughs> Oh, they just okay, got the okay. stuff there. <laughs> the pipes are already in the wall. I never yeah. considered that there's a whole industry <laughs> where someone would need the stuff that goes to the thing that goes under the sink. Yeah. But a, a, a people, they do constantly. <laughs> 
They do from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Five days a week. You'd be shocked how many pipes you need. Holy Christ, these people (laughs) love pipes. (laughs) They love running into toiletry-related issues. And, yeah, we're we're there to take care of them. Do you, uh, you've been there, for, oh, it's three brand days. new, brand new? Uh, Oh, three, I'm brand, brand new, new brand okay. new, yeah, because I was doing this work from home, and I've done this, it's just done the same, I've been like reviewing mystery shops. Yeah, it, this was a conversation we had probably like two years ago, yeah, you told me. I'd had some variation of this job, just the most monotonous, sitting on your butt, looking at a screen, yeah. no creativity, no nothing, and I lost all that weight, so it's like, that's good, but then I have like kind of loose skin on the arms, yeah. I'm a little jiggly. So I was looking for something physical mm. and just throwing boxes around all day. Dude, in three days, I'm already kind of getting shredded. <laughs> Honestly, 18,000 steps on Friday. Wow. Hey, that's nine miles. That's a lot of steps. Yeah. So, so the physicality of the job is what drew you to it. Yeah, I, I, like, I like the pace of it. I like mm. the rhythm of it. I like the physicality of it. I like yeah. hard work. I um, The, 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 uh, the uh, forklift, they put me on a forklift for okay. the first time. Yeah. How was that? Oh, terrifying! Really? Oh, oh yeah. Was it? Was it a when I when I say like normal forklift, um, just run of the mill forklift, or was it like big or or what? It it was a little. It was a little guy. Okay. But uh, it 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 go. You have to be very precise. Yeah. With the throttle and how the, and uh, somebody I, I can't learn. I don't learn well in the moment. Okay. I learn well kind of on my own in a deep isolation looking at notes. <laughs> you know? Like, I didn't get good at stand-up being on stage. I got good at stand-up listening to my sets, thinking about it a lot, yeah. you know, watching other people do it, and just kind of slowly absorbing it. But I'm on a thing. It's got some power to it. Yeah. Uh, somebody is watching me. They're standing directly next to me. They're kind. They're like shaking their head because I'm doing things wrong. <laughs> they're in awe at how bad I am at it. Yeah. I'm like, God, I'm gonna hit a beam. I'm gonna knock the roof in. I'm gonna ruin these people's business. <laughs> Everybody's gonna be mad at me. Did you like it though? Did, was it fun? The forklift? Yeah. No. You don't like it? Terrifying. Really? I did. I all I could do was kind of make it spin around. That's it. They tried to train me on a forklift. Okay. They did not successfully train me on okay. a forklift. Okay. Right. They tried. So yeah, that's gonna be a process. So you're the pallet jack guy. You're like, hey, uh, Crumley has the pallet jack. Have oh, him roll it across. Oh yeah, and <laughs> that's uh, that's gonna end up j- literally disintegrating my back, Dra- <laughs> dragging that crap around. Do yeah. they have? I know they have electric ones. I'm assuming yours is not. No, okay. of course not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. No. Uh, not maybe until when I you, get a little stroke around maybe, there. Maybe I said maybe when your back disappears, they'd be mm-hmm. like, ah, maybe we should come up with a better plan here. Yeah, let's help old Dave out. <laughs> I enjoy. I, well, all my life I've been working equip, uh, equipment, big big machines and everything, and I've never not felt like I don't, I don't think I could do this. Now I do feel like you said when someone's watching me, you know, like here I'm going to show you how to do this, and it is a little terrifying then because you're. <laughs> Every little movement, you're being judged. Yeah. Like you said, head shaking at you, you know, and that's when I'm afraid. But once I get it, then I'm good. I'm good. To, yeah. This yeah. is all brand new to me. Yeah. I've never uh, done anything like this before. Yeah. Uh, and, and you could have had your pick of basically any job because everybody's looking. Yeah. And you And you wanted to go here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, good. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm, pr- I'm kind of proud of me, too, honestly. Good. Yeah. Because, uh... Yeah, you know, it's 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 35, it's time to get handsome. 
It's time to rule this city. It's time to become a, a, a Bitcoin millionaire or die trying. Can I ask how, mu- how much cryptocurrency you own? Do you own a lot of different ones or want just specifically Bitcoin? I like Ethereum. I like Ethereum a lot. Okay. I think it's kind of tacky to say like specific number. That's fine. But I'm really into this stuff right now. NFT. Okay. Non-fungible tokens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that is like, you know, you can just kind of create your own Pokemon. Okay. You know? Yeah, (laughs) I've heard. Create your own IP. Yeah. And uh, we're in the early enough days where people are just kind of buying anything. Like you could buy those. uh, So, so the the ones I've heard of is people selling like art, uh, people selling video clips of sports, and people selling tweets. And it it I don't understand any of this. Well, it's 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 all about who owned it before you. Okay. You know, it's it's like if if uh, say you're a big I don't know you're a big Star Wars fan, right? You know, you could go back and look at, okay, the first person who ever bought a ticket to Star Wars, right? Yes. Who owned that? That would be like a neat little trinket. Yeah. And then if you could go through a list of who owned this always. Yeah. Did LeBron James own this? Did some celebrity own this? Did some other guy own this? Where did it go? Where did it come from? The fact that you have a little certificate of digital authenticity, you know, uh, if... If you do go to an art museum and they show you a painting by Andy Warhol, yeah, it's like, is this a real? Is this a fake? I have no idea. It could be a reprint. Uh-huh. It would look exactly the same. But with a little digital NFT token, you always know. You always know where it came from. You always know what the source was. You but, know if this is a legitimate item. But if it's digital, can't they just make another digital one? But it'll never be the same because it's all about that roll call of who owned it before you, okay. where it came from. Okay. I've also heard people owning digital homes. Have you, have you heard that? Yeah, people are, people are buying homes designed by digital architects. It's so weird. It's also weird. Yeah. It, doesn't, it literally doesn't make any sense, but the people who I listen to that are like really, really successful uh-huh. are like, yeah, in 2000, internet dating didn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to go out with somebody who have, think about well, that. Well, Bitcoin think, didn't make sense, right? It didn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, you know, six or seven years, I was still making fun of it. It doesn't, oh, it's a scam. They're just going to take it away one day. But then you look at a Bitcoin chart, look at a Bitcoin chart sometime and just try not to get sick. <laughs> like, how does a thing go up 800% in a year that doesn't exist? Yeah. But it does. Yeah. You know, and it's uh, there, there's a lot of incredible opportunities that will just make you vomit with rage if you let it. And uh, there just seems to be so many different things. You, a single person, doesn't know what to get into. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Just or you too feel much, like you, you feel like maybe you feel like you missed the wave, or yeah. you're too late, yeah. or yeah. Um, I've only started kind of taking financial literacy seriously the past year or so. Um, it was a big part of the 35 thing. Okay. It's like, oh, it's coming up. I got it. Is, 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 is this roll into your handsome package too? Oh, yeah, dude. Rich, yeah. handsome, yeah. successful. I bought clothes nice. that don't <laughs> nice. make me look like... Because uh, anytime I try to dress up in the past, yeah. I look like a guy either doing sixth grade picture day or I'm showing up for a child custody hearing <laughs> and it's not going well. Okay. All right. Like long sleeve stripe thing. and When you put your arm straight out, it's short. Too short. Yeah. yeah. Like, 
the weird dress shoes from when we were in college <laughs> and the, they're all big and complicated and clunky and <laughs> yeah so it's like i i spent 300 bucks at the gap and i'm nice uh, I'm uh I'm Elon Musk now. Well, you got to invest in yourself. You got to do it, and, and I think it helps for stand up because everybody just looks like shit. <laughs> like, literally, everybody is a fat guy exploding out of a hoodie. Yeah, the hoodie's a size and a half too small. <laughs> Bad beard, schlubby hair. Like I feel like every time you say "fat white guy in a hoodie," you have somebody in mind. Myself. Okay. Myself. <laughs> Your former self. <laughs> My former self. But just like, I think literally just by like, just doing anything to stand out from the pack yeah. helps. And and uh, Gap clothing apparently helps. Dude, you, go, yeah. you know, sometimes in life you got to hit the outlet mall, man. Well, and then, and, and also, obviously it makes you feel good to buy new clothes. But when you're like, all right, I need, I need size this jeans. And then you get them and they're too big. And you're like, oh yeah, mm. I'm better than that now. I don't I, need. I don't need the. the I have difference. that mental thing of you know I'm ordering the forty waist, yeah. and then it's like no, that doesn't. It's I'm swimming in it, yeah. but just in my head, I can't process that I can just go to the mall and buy a pair of pants and those yeah. work. What's I've your, just gotten over that. Well, that's I mean when you've been the way you've been for forever, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard. Just like eating habits, it's hard to break. It's you big, know, big change. Yeah. Um, what's your goal weight? Do you have one, or you're just rolling along i want to maintain i just i don't want to get fat again if i look like this with a little more muscle you know packed on that's okay i don't really have a number anymore i just don't that's why every month i post my my weight on facebook yeah because i can't it's public it it is it is public accountability i can't let it i can't let it get out of control uh i just i don't want it to spiral again so should i feel good that you've been should i feel good for you that you've been 222 for a few months that's right? perfect yeah okay. yeah All that right. is because when i see that part of my brain is like uh i hope this is what he wants and i hope he's not getting discouraged that he's not losing weight no for me that's 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 good because it's like i've kind of stabilized i don't feel like i'm losing weight anymore i feel like i'm just kind of healthy okay all right you know so you, but I guess as long as you feel good, right? Yeah, I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. Mentally, hell yeah. Are you there mentally though? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I I started therapy. That's uh, good. I yes, did, yes. and uh, you know, you you find out a lot of stuff. Not all of it's good, but yeah. it like it explains why behaviors existed. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, a lot healthier mentally. What um, is that a recent thing? Therapy. Yeah, that's been like a past nine months thing. Okay, and that's something you you enjoy doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I really it's, like it too. Yeah, it's just like uh, at first you feel very silly because it's like okay, we're just we we're talking about me for an hour. Yeah, and you, you feel like a narcissist. <laughs> the first you feel completely insane. Yeah, <laughs> can we talk about you for a little bit? Yeah. What's going on? You, you know, I'm picking up a, a lot of uh, interview uh, podcast discussion tips from my therapist because one thing I, that she does that I'm do, I'm trying to do is when I ask a question or when she asks a question or makes a statement um, the person answers and then when they're done I don't start talking right away because they might say more stuff that if I were to start talking right away or ask another question that I wouldn't get and therapists are good at that they're just and it's an awkward silence and people don't like that so they'll just start saying more stuff you know so that's what I'm trying to do here is like let's uh, here's this question I answered it I'm going to keep talking because it's silence and it's weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I try to make it as weird as possible on this podcast. It's they're good guess. at they're good at making you incriminate yourself. <laughs> good. Yeah. She's going to give this guy an opportunity to keep talking about his mother. Yeah. Huh. 
Did you grow up around here? I grew up in Dayton. Oh, okay. So what, what brought you up here? Uh, my stepfather got into law school at UT. Oh, okay. And uh, brought the whole clan up. Nice. Yeah. And I've been here ever since. Since, uh, damn, junior year of high school. Any, so any, do you time. ever have any, anything in the back of your mind like, I want to get out of here? Oh, yeah. Every time it gets cold. Yeah. <laughs> every. <laughs> you don't like the cold, huh? No, no. Every, every year. It's like, all right, I'm not going through winter again. I'm fleeing to Tampa. <laughs> Especially this year with like when you when you like you just look at Florida and it's like you can just go outside and do yeah. stuff, just go do open mic every day. And I was like, well, it's not cold. Yeah. But yeah, and then it starts, it's but it starts warming up and it's it's very nice. And the fact that's the thing about Toledo that traps you is the cost of living is so cheap. Yeah. If you can scrape together a thousand dollars a month. You can pay your bills and like have a car and go to Pizza Cat, <laughs> kind of like live a little life. And it's just it's just enough of a city to where you've yeah we got baseball, we got the art museum. I say, there's a you lot of like, stuff here. You Zoom. feel like you've got enough stuff to be in a real city, but yeah. the cost of living is just it's so dirt cheap. Yeah, I mean that's that's Toledo. <laughs> so it's keeping you here, man. Yeah, it's 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 kind of an undercover great place for artists. Okay. Because yeah, you get that little your part time coffee shop job. You have an apartment. Yeah, you know, it's not hard here. Yeah, and and everybody, um, everybody you meet in whatever music you know, if you write, write poetry, if you're doing comedy, like everyone knows that in that scene is just it seems so nice. My brother in law does music, and he's everywhere, and it's just they're always seems like they're collaborating and talking to each other and helping each other out. It's just. It's uh, underrated. I think Toledo's underrated in the fact that when you find your group and your your area or this job or whatever, like people will help you out. Yeah, people. It's 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 a small world. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah. So you're, and I also kind of like, uh, yeah, I like that you're not kind of a random number, and you are sort of held accountable by your actions. You can't you can't blow up on people or really have like some some really bad uh, some really bad dirt with somebody. Because they're going to be friends with a bar owner or uh, somebody yeah. who books something. Or. And yeah, no, yeah, definitely another comedian or something. We got to be nice. I've seen that several times. Where it's like, hey, don't book so-and-so on your shows because this happened. I'm like, ugh, <laughs> that sucks. If I've only... Re- I've only done that to somebody one time. Like you said, don't. Book I said this don't person? book because they 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 no called no showed me. Okay. And then when I texted them about it, they were just like a dick. Oh. Uh, like, okay. This person's insane. Don't book. <laughs> don't book. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on ahead and sabotage their fledgling comedy. <laughs> <laughs> their. Fl- <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna go in and kick them right the hell out the door. Well, because you—I mean, you're the regional guy here. That's so, true, yeah, dude. Come yeah. show a little respect. Yeah, show the regional king of comedy. That's, that's very sweet. Of <laughs> I love when people bring me up and they say stuff like that, and then I have to like kind of backtrack because now the crowd is like Ooh. annoyed by me, or or they're like, "Oh, this guy." Yeah, they're either like, "This guy is really good," or "This guy is very annoying." So you're already in a hole. I like it. It's like the new game plus mode. It's a little challenge. <laughs> Well, that's a, uh, I remember hearing somewhere that professional, there's some professional comedians that they'll go up to a show and just try to dig themselves in the biggest hole to see if they can get out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds terrifying. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just, like, it's, it's, it's just, it's so easy for some of these people. Yeah. They're so incredibly good at it. Yes. Like, the, it's a game where they're like, I'm going <laughs> to. And probably if you go into, like, if, 
if you're a uh, like a famous comic and you actually you have a, like a fan base, yeah, those people are just kind of there to see the celebrity. Okay, like they once they've bought the ticket, you it doesn't matter what you say. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that would be a little fun adventure to make them not like you and then try <laughs> try with them. And and some people, um, they don't really have to try that hard. People already don't like you. <laughs> Dave Crumbly. Crumbly. <laughs> With a last name like Crumbly, uh, you had to have some nicknames growing up that people gave oh, you. Oh, fat kid named Crumbly? Like <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. They, yeah. That, I, I actually, as a kid, it was always just Crumbly. Okay. Like, very, people never called me Dave. Your your last name lends to a good nickname already. Yeah, yeah. I was all I was always just crumbly, especially because Dave David is such a common name mm-hmm. that you know if you're at school in a classroom there might be three Davids but there's not going to be another crumbly. Yeah, not, it just isn't. <laughs> the crumbly reunions aren't that big. No, I've, I've had a lot of people ask me if it's my real name. Oh really? Yeah. And you're like, why would I change it now in in Toledo at the comedy scene that I'm in? Yeah, it's like I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm trying to make it Aaron Toledo. Why would I change it to Crumbly? <laughs> It'd be like uh, Dave uh, Portnoy. Yeah. I, change it. <laughs> I think that's already taken. Oh, I God think. Yeah. Um, so when you were when you were at home, um, I know we've talked before that you you were, you play video games. I do. Um, what are what are some of the games you're into right now? I got I got that Xbox Series X. Okay. I got that bad boy. That thing rules. Really? Let me tell you. <laughs> the biggest, most powerful Xbox. Mm-hmm. Ah! I'm into it. And you've always been an Xbox person? or did No, you I, I, I switch the generations every... Or every generation I switch Sony and oh, Microsoft. Okay. So right. I'll probably go PlayStation 6 next time. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really in uh, Forza Horizon 4. Okay. Big, very fun driving game. Yeah. Just uh, blasting through the countrysides. <laughs> I still play Madden. Okay. Still, still one of those people. Uh, the new MLB The Show is out very, I, very soon. I love that game. And I'm I, so. I wish, are you good at it? I'm no, so bad at no, it. No, here's here's my thing. I love that game so much. Um, I haven't played it in years because I haven't bought a new system in forever. Yeah. Uh, the newest system we got was we got uh, like four years ago. We got my son a Switch three years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. So they have that. But my friend told me because MLB The Show used to be exclusively for PlayStation. Is that not the case anymore? It's on Xbox now. Oh, nice. And okay. if you if, if if you have Xbox Game Pass, which is like kind of their Netflix thing, where okay. you get all the games for like well, not all the games, but a bunch of games for one subscription price uh-huh. to download for free. Day one, it's on Game Pass. Oh, nice. So that's saving me seventy bucks. I'm very <laughs> excited about that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now uh xbox always gets made fun of because of especially this year because of the naming like like playstation is like one two three four five and xbox like they it's so confusing yeah xbox series x xbox series s and then there's another one that i'm blanking on there's a lot of them yes yeah yeah do you have the all digital one or do you have i have the one with the with the disc okay all right all right um have you ever played got into fortnite at all Played Fortnite. I've played it a little bit. Uh, it's it's. Uh, I'm. I, I didn't really understand the building aspect of it. I never build. I play it quite a bit. I never build anything. Yeah. So I. That's I nice. would just kind of get trapped in structures. <laughs> and I was talking get to. Get grenaded. I was. Um, I was. I coach uh, junior high track. Well, last week I was coaching junior, junior high track, and I was asking the kids like, "You guys play Fortnite?" And they're like, "No." 
that they went into like the creators. They just messed with the game, this and that. Plus, all the little kids got into it and kind of took everything over. Yeah, I, I like, know there was like kind of a, a robot that people were mad about. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about uh, that. I just know. I, I told. I was like, well, my son's one of those little kids. He loves that game. He'll play for hours. Mm-hmm. You know, if we let him, we, we set a time limit for his playing. Otherwise, he. would He'd end up fat like Dave. So. Man, it would have been so good to have parents who cared about my well-being, who weren't actively like, go play video games, leave me alone. <laughs> there is some days where I'm like, oh, that timer's coming up. I'm going to have to do something with them. Like, no, no, I'm just kidding. It, 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 it's, I find once we set the timer, he's pretty good about, about um getting off himself like we don't have to make him also it's a time management thing if he knows he has i mean it's it's still a lot of time he has an hour 45 minutes every day if he wants to but it's time management thing so he knows he has this much time and if he uses it all before 8 a.m he knows he's not getting anymore so so it's good for him to learn that kind of stuff too Mm -hmm. you know but your parents just didn't care about you no they they didn't (laughs) they were literally just be out of the way don't (laughs) be out of the way just just be be as invisible as you can Because we're busy yelling at each other. <laughs> we're too busy. We're too busy fighting right now to even we, even care a little bit about you. We do not care. Yeah, we don't care. <laughs> we are busy fighting. It's good that you're over it though. I'm, I don't care, dude. <laughs> I think it's good. <laughs> now that oh, I'm a dude. GameStop millionaire, handsome, you know, handsome, thirty-five, yeah. the king of, of regional stand-up comedy. Oh, that's behind you. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Thank you. I'm happy too. Yeah. Well, that's good, man. And uh, I appreciate you coming on the podcast today. It w- I haven't seen you in forever. It's fun to uh, catch up with you. And hopefully, uh, once everything opens up more, we can uh, I go check out one of those shows. I haven't even been in one of your showcases, so Ooh. I'd like to check it out. Maybe in my from my hiatus, I'll write a quick five and see if I can get up on you on your stage there. I would love that, man. Yeah. Uh, th- thanks for having me. Uh, so, uh, say all your info again. Uh, talk about your shows and everything before we yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, if if you are uh, in the Toledo area, my showcase at the Toledo Beer Stoop, Hobby Lobby parking lot over by uh, Franklin Park Mall. Come check us out the first Monday of every single month, 8 p.m. free show every single month, first Monday. Uh, we have a really talented uh, scene here. Yeah. A lot of great comics. You go into Detroit. There are people in Detroit who, with the right break, with the right agent, could be on television, could be in movies, could have stand-up comedy specials on HBO, Netflix, and someday they will yeah. because they're that talented. And uh, it's, it's a really exciting thing to be a part of. And uh, come check it out sometime because there, there's a lot of great comics here. Yeah. All right, Dave. Well, thanks for uh, coming out here today. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for my guest, regional comedian Dave Crumbly, for being on the podcast today. Talked a lot about comedy, obviously, about his life. It's great to catch up with him after uh, probably over a year of seeing him. So thanks for Dave coming out here. Thanks as always to Real JP Multimedia, Cuttlefish Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab, and Big Daddy Graphics for all the help on the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.